Hi, it's Elise. Hey, y'all. It's Kaylin. And this is A Wild and Mindful Mess, Season 3, Episode 1. That's exciting. It's it's like Season 3, right? I, don't, I was trying to think, is it? I was, is it? Yeah, because... <laughs> Because we recorded two other episodes that I didn't release, but that doesn't mean I'll never release them. It just means I wasn't ready to release them right now. <laughs> um, so today uh, we have a guest, Jackie. Jackie, you want to introduce yourself? Yes, I am Jackie Chapel. Um, I am the host of Figuring It Out podcast launching on in March. I'm so excited for this. Tell us a little bit about the the podcast. Yeah. So it kind of formed out of three of us just trying to figure out like community after a ball coming out of like a super tight knit religion and kind of just asking some of life's biggest questions and not having the answers. And it's always been a passion project of mine and my husband to be able to write a book about marriage or relationships and parenting and all those things. But we've kind of, the older we've gotten, the more we've realized that we're never going to get to that point where we have it all figured out. So we figured why not document the journey of while we're figuring out relationships and parenting and life in general. So that's kind of what the podcast is about. Awesome. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. I've seen a few clips on Instagram and, um, it looks, it sounds very entertaining, but also very interesting. Kay and I have talked numerous times about religion, um, because she grew up, um, similar to you. And I grew up in like basically a non-religious situation. So we like to compare a lot um, that's awesome of our upbringing. So it's very cool. Yeah. That's awesome. I love that. What religion did you grow up in Kaylin? Pentecostal holiness. Okay. It was a great time. (laughs) It's great. It's always a great time. But mine was very extreme and it was a cult. Like it was very, um, incorrect. So. Did you see as a cult when you were in it, or is it just like now that no. you're removed from it? Okay. See, that's uh, how no. I feel. Like I'm just getting to that point where I'm like, I, when I was in it, was like people who call it a cult all the time. I'm like, no, it's not. Yeah. And now no, I'm I like, oh, really yes, mad when people would say that to me, very defensive. That was like the, I, I would call it a boundary when I wouldn't talk about my religion, but really it's because I just didn't know what, cause Christians don't read the Bible. Like we don't fucking know. We don't know what it says. We just listen yep. to what y'all tell us. So it was, yep. it was like an attack, you know? So then once I realized like, it's not really what I thought it was, it, it's very, um, uh, it, it has been a very wild experience. I can say that for sure. Yeah. Like you feel like a completely different person for sure, but oh, that's crazy. It's crazy. I would have me. much rather have been a heathen like Elise. <laughs> Elise is the heathen here. <laughs> I am. I am. I'm the, what do you, what do y'all call us? Uh, secular. 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 Yeah. I I did not even know that was a term until the last few months. Like I did not know that I was in this like whole other environment, um, being secular. Uh, that's crazy to me. I mean, I, I respect people's religion. I always have, uh, if they don't shove it in my face, you know? Yeah. Uh, and I like to learn about it, but I am just like, blown away by some of the stuff Kay has told me <laughs> like but mine's mean, not normal like that's not regular Pentecostal holiness mine was a very um not okay this episode is is on working moms but working moms is a very huge topic like yes. it, there's so many different levels to it because and to start off it's just like 
I didn't realize how society wasn't set up for, for working moms. Like yeah. how Marcus was telling me, Marcus is my husband was telling yeah. me that his brother, um, he's in Germany. They get 13 months of, um, like maternity leave paternity or maternity leave between the mother and the father. Um, and they can split it however they want and jobs will not like it is unheard of for a job to say, to deny them that like you get what you want because it's paid by the government. It's not paid by the job. And I'm like, we get nothing. Like I gave six weeks. If you're lucky six weeks, I don't get anything. Like if I don't show, if I don't go to work, I don't get paid. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just crazy. crazy. And then, so how many kids do you have, Kaylin? I have one daughter who is two, and then I have um four stepdaughters. Oh, you have your hands full. There's a lot of us. It's a girl awesome, gang. And all girl girls. Gang. Good luck mm-hmm. with that. Mm-hmm. Much better than boys. I cannot with boys. Really? Oh, I am the opposite. My yeah. girl, I'm terrified of my girl. Being a teenager, yeah. I'm like, mm. no. I only needed one. That's all I needed. I don't need more than that. She's enough girl to go around. <laughs> you have two, right, Jackie? Yeah, I have a almost three-year-old and then a almost one and a half-year-old. Jeez. Oh my God, so little. Sassy, sassy. And I have Felicity, who is six. There you go. Yes. Yeah, Kaylin and Felicity are so close. She (laughs) loves her so damn much. Oh, I love that. Um, Yeah, so so are you, so Kay, what's your work schedule like? Um, I only work part-time now. So up until, um, I had Everly, I worked overtime every week. And so it's been a really big adjustment for me going part-time. So I work as little as possible because I hate my job right now. I'm a respiratory therapist. So it's, and it's so childcare is so expensive. It's $180 for me to work one shift. That's you got to justify that money to work, to pay for someone else to raise your yes. kids. <laughs> and I don't, it's like, what? I make like $31 an hour. Like after what, how, how yeah. does anybody work? How do yeah. people work? How, how do they do yeah. this and then keep their shit together? Elise is a whole different beast because I don't know how she does this shit on her own. Like, yeah, for real. You're killing it. Everly was sick. And she'll tell you, I packed, Everly was sick and I just had a bad feeling. I was like, we're going to end up in the ER. Like I just had this feeling and Marcus was working that night and I was here with her by myself. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to be ready for this shit. When it goes down, I've had a go bag packed by the door and everything. And we, lo and behold, we ended up in the ER and I had our bag ready to go. And I was like, does Elise always have a go bag? Like, does she always have this? Like what Probably. did you do? No, but now I know her better. No, she does not have a go bag. She does not have a go bag. I do not. I do not. <laughs> not. But it's like I just don't know how people do it when they're when they're both both parents or yeah. you know, like I can't I don't can't imagine doing it with no. I I can't even imagine getting like I can't imagine because I can't even get my life together right now working very part time. Uh, yeah. Jackie, how about you? What's your work situation? I mean, I know what your work situation is like because Jackie and I work together. So, but yes, you can tell everybody yes. what your work situation is. So yeah. So my husband too? actually is the CEO and founder of a software company. So I feel like that adds a whole new dynamic, but we actually usually start our mornings around 4am 
because we're both pretty strict with our workout schedule, trying to get that in. So we usually high five, we'll take turns one, but we both get up at four because I'll start getting most of my work done before the kids ever wake up. So that's kind of like how I get the majority of my work done to still be with my kids. Cause that's what you, to your point, Kaylin, like that was my biggest thing was I, it was weird for me because when I got married, I thought once I have kids, like all I'd want to do is be a mom. Like that would just be it. Mm-hmm. But then once I had my son, like it was very much a realization for me that I wanted them to not only be proud of their dad for his career and what he had done, but also I wanted them to be able to look at their mom and be like, Hey, like my mom's badass too, you know? And so that was like super important to me. So it was just kind of trying to figure out a schedule that works with that. So us getting up at four, what like, gives us those extra times in the day to where we basically have childcare to come help from, um, every day from eight to 12. And then I'm able to eat lunch with my kids. So I get my majority of my work done in the morning, get to eat lunch with my kids, then put them down for their naps and then get the last couple hours of my work day. in, and then spend the rest of the evening with them. Okay. What time do you go to bed? <laughs> uh, like nine or nine 30. I'm pretty old. <laughs> I, I go to bed pretty early. <laughs> I go to bed at like two. Yeah. See, no, that doesn't work. Yeah. I could not <laughs> work. I work I night shift really early. But, yeah. I can't imagine getting up. At, this is what Diana does. She gets up in the morning, like early, like four in the morning or like children are crawling on her while she's working out. And I'm like, I'm going to be like that. That's going to be me. I can't do that shit. I cannot. Really? I set my alarm every day and I lay in bed. <laughs> well, for and me too, the like, gym for me is my sanity. Like that's my alone time. Like that is like my time where I just get like, we have a scream. I get two hours to get to the gym and like go work out and then be by myself. So I sit in the steam room. Like that's my me time. It keeps me sane. Like I got to have that time by myself. <laughs> well, I need this. And I know this is why I'm not sane, but I can't like, I physically cannot get out of the bed. My body, well, have I can't feel my body. Too. <laughs> that, yeah, that's a problem. See, that's the, I know that's the problem. Well, yeah, because I feel like 10 PM, go do something at 10 PM. Have your alone time at 10 PM then. I can't. I, well, I do. I do. I'm <laughs> okay. awake because Good. my husband works nights. Like we, okay. we both work night shifts. So okay. it's different for us, but yeah. But like, I don't believe that I'm going to get that alone. Like you get your alone time in the morning and I get my alone time at night. Yeah. And for some reason, I can't believe that I'm going to have that same quality of alone time if I'm out of the bed before seven o'clock. See, and that's fair though. That's what I always tell people though. I'm a morning person though, like for 1000%. Like I've always been a morning person. So that's why for me, my alone time is in the morning because that's when I feel the most productive and that's when I wake up. But most, I feel like the majority of people are not morning people. Like I think the majority of people are night people like you. But I'm a mess. Like this is We're not, all like, I feel like, I feel like everything is so together for you. Look at, look at your house. Your room is so cute. It's like, that's the morning person vibe right there. I can tell. <laughs> I can tell you're a morning, morning person, person vibe. vibe. It is. Yeah. Like I, if you would have asked me, I can tell you're a morning person. Look at yeah. me. I'm sitting in a black room. <laughs> I do not, but I love being outside in the sun, but I can't, I just can't do the daylight. Like hey, that's okay. Like morning daylight. <laughs> okay. So, um, and I now work full time. So I'm a full time. I work full time and I have Felicity and I'm a single mom. Um, before, before that. So I worked full time before I had Felicity. Then I had Felicity and, um, I was going to go back to work and I didn't because surprise she has down syndrome. So 
I stayed home, but that lasted very little time before I started working part-time and I was doing part-time remote work. So I felt like I was still doing something productive. I also was there for all of her therapies and everything else that I wanted to be. And then, um, but I did put my career on hold. All of a sudden I was a single parent. And then I was like, oh my God, I haven't been fully into the workforce in six years. And so now, so I feel like I'm, I'm coming from stay-at-home mom to now full-time single parent. So that was a huge change. And I'm still get like, I think I was telling you the other day, okay, I was like super overwhelmed, just super overwhelmed with everything. So yeah, I just, uh, it's tough. You know, I, I think, I think honestly, both sides are tough, right? Being a stay-at-home mom is tough mm-hmm. just in general. I did that for a while. Um, I, yeah, I felt like I completely lost my identity, but then being a, a, a working mom now is tough. Like, I, you know what? Being a mom is tough <laughs> yeah. in general. You know what I mean? Like it's tough and, and we could look at other moms and, and judge them for working or for not working, but like, what is the damn point? Right. Cause it's just yeah. hard. It's just hard. And I, I find it hard to find a balance for myself. Like I have so much going on all the time. Like my house is a mess. Half the time wasn't a mess before now it is. Um, and I'm just like, by the time, you know, I put her to bed and all is said and done, you think I feel like cleaning? No, No. I'm going to sit down and watch TV. (laughs) She gets her makeup on every day. Like I do makeup is done, is done. I don't, I can't see. I just can't do this. Like that's neither. I do not do my makeup every day. That's a Mm -hmm. no, it's a hard no for me. I do my, but I do my makeup every day because when I was married, um, I put so much energy into my husband and my daughter that I didn't put any into myself. And I, and I always love to do makeup. It's always been one of my favorite things. Um, I learned from a book when I was a teenager, that was before YouTube. (laughs) Yeah, I'm old. Um, and so I just always liked, it's always been like meditative for me. Um, and I stopped doing it and I just didn't care. I walk around in like huge shirts and yoga pants and my hair pulled up. And once he was gone, my, my ex-husband, I realized like, I need to start doing something for myself again. And so the podcast was one thing, writing was another thing. And then making sure I get up and do something I love, which is makeup. So I do it for myself and to feel good all day. Cause I'm just like, no, I count, I matter. So that's why I do it every day. The trash version of yourself that you described is, um, I, f- I feel that. <laughs> Stop. I still think you look nice. I mean, you still got your eyelashes on half the time, right? Oh yeah. You won't catch me slipping on them eyelashes. Oh, but when I went to Indiana, because the air quality is such shit up there in the winter time, like, I don't know what, okay. It is just moist there. It is wet. Like my lash, I forgot my lash glue and my lashes came off my first day there. And it was ruined, ruined my mood about my whole face for the rest of the time. You will not catch me out here without my lashes on. I look yes. like a boy, but you still have your eyelashes on. You still have at least a little bit of makeup and your skin looks great. 
So there you go. So you are still doing some things for yourself, which is really important. But I think, you know, going back to like just working moms, I also think society puts so much pressure on mothers to begin with. And, and here's something that really frustrates, frustrates me. And (laughs) I know this isn't all mothers or all situations, right. But when I'm working, okay, I have a full-time job. That's just as important as my ex-husband's full-time job. But when she gets sick at school, who gets called? right? When she has a a meeting at school, who has to take time off of work to go? When I need to to travel somewhere, who has to make sure that she has arrangements, right? Like, I can't imagine like being able to just get up and go. Yeah. That you can imagine what it's like to be a wife. You should get one of those. I need a wife. I need need a wife. wife. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yes. Like, I love that. I do. I just need, well, what I want to do is I'm going to move by Kaylin and Kaylin's going to be my wife. I keep trying to tell her she's hard. She, she puts up a fight too much. Although I feel like you'd be my husband. Really? (laughs) Told you. See, I told you. (laughs) She would. Told you. She, but she would like make me get my shit done. Like, oh my God, I can't even imagine how organized I would be. If I were around her physically all the time, my house girl, Jackie, let me tell you, she was here. She came here, um, a few weeks before my mom passed to like help out, to make some food and stuff. And, um, (laughs) I was still texting her days after like, Hey, where'd you put this? (laughs) Because she organized everything. And I was like, (laughs) I can't find anything. (laughs) Lick is very organized though. Yeah, she gets it. She's one of the girls who get it. Okay. She gets she knows it. where everything is, even though nobody else does. Yes. No, that's at least two though, but it's a totally different situation. Setup is different. Okay. <laughs> Flick is like this. And Elise yes. is like throwing just yes. yes, that's how I am. But I know where everything is in the piles. She I know. Does. I will give her that because moving it to an actual <laughs> home into a drawer, into a corner or putting it into a container just like blows her mind, like out of sight, out of mind. It, it's just gone. It's yeah. gone. Yeah. <laughs> the it's craziest true. thing. It's true. Thing. I don't, I don't even know. I was just like, where is that? I was so discombobulated for a few days. I know where the hell. And, and it's not like she, she was she told me where she was putting some stuff. She's like, okay, this is here. This is here. And of course me, I'm just like, yeah, okay. And it was literally shit that she hadn't used in like years. That's hilarious. I'm, I'm like that. Elise? Am I what? Are you a hoarder? No, I don't think so. I I'm like, I'm, I, I like to throw shit away. I would say um, I like to throw shit away. Um, I just don't put things away. Yeah. I would say I just put them like on the counter (laughs) and I have like a lot of counter space in my house, like a massive amount of counter space. And I love it, but it also, you know, lets me set everything on it. And then, you know, a day goes by and like, it's everything is everywhere. That's fair. So 
you know, I tell people there's a difference between dirty and messy. Cause I feel like I'm a very yeah. messy person, yeah. but I'm not a dirty person. Like I feel you'll you. never find like scum and dirt places, but like, like you said, like I'll like throw things places. I'm a lot better now with kids. I feel like kids make me weirdly organized. Cause it stresses me out too much. I feel <laughs> like Felicity is more organized than I am. Like everything is in its place for that girl. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. So weird. What is what grade is six? And is she in kindergarten? Yeah. She's in kindergarten. Mm-hmm. Back to working moms. Um, it's hard. It's hard. I mean, I don't think there's any other way around it. Like I like you, Jackie, I, I want my daughter to be proud of me. And, um, I want her to see that to me, it's not even just about working. I also want her to see that, like, you should care about yourself. You know, I ran into this, uh, TikTok that, um, this young mom, she's a young mom. She was talking about how, when people say fed is best, you know, okay. She said that's stupid. And she said, breast is best. Right. And she's going on this tangent. And then she says, you need to sacrifice for your children. You need to sacrifice. And I thought to myself, like, no, you don't. That's very starving. Your kids is the better sacrifice. Well, that, and I mean, like, just, it's so patriarchal, her, her, her thoughts on it, you know? Um, and that that's what women do. They stay home and they sacrifice for the, what are you, and then you're just, you're really just enabling that loop, that cycle to keep going and teaching your kids that. And I don't want my child to see me sacrifice who I am just to be a mom. I could still be a good mom, but still put myself as a priority as well. 1000%. I think people don't realize like that builds resentment in your kid for you too. You know, like if you're, if your kid sees you like constantly being, Oh, I have to do this for you. And like, they see you not happy. Like eventually like they're going to realize that you're building resentment from them for not letting you live your own life. That's why everybody has a midlife crisis when they turn 18, when their kids turn 18, my parents did, my parents got divorced my senior year of high school because of that exact reason. I think that's so common because people lose themselves and their kids Yeah, refuse to do that. Yeah, me too. And, and, and I did, that's what I did the first like five years is I lost myself in it and, and it happens. So yes, it happens gradually and you never, you don't even know it until you come out of it and you're like, holy shit. You know, I used to love doing certain things or, you know, certain things I was passionate about that just completely went away. Yeah. And, and what am I teaching my daughter? What am I teaching? And, and what is this girl teaching her kids? It's like, it it shouldn't be a sacrifice. I I feel like parenting and sacrificing shouldn't even be in the same fucking sentence. Yep. I completely agree. (laughs) Well, and I always like to talk about the pressure that that puts on your kid also when a a mom makes their kid their entire life, think of how much pressure you're putting on your kid to be exactly who you want them to be Mm -hmm. when you're watching every little move they're making to make sure that like, they're not disappointing you or not living the life that you want them to live. Like, yeah, that's that's unfair as doing them a disservice, you know? Yeah. And we want them to be like all they can be and, and want to be, and we want to support their dreams, but we need to show them that we do that to ourselves. Exactly. And, and I think a lot of people miss the mark because of society's views on what motherhood should be. Yep. 1,000%. And, you know, and that starts from the time of pregnancy, the barefoot and pregnant, and then the baby on your, your boob and you're in a field and the, you know, you have flowers in your hair. Like 
that is the shit that, that, that just fucks us all up because then, you know, when I had my daughter and I had gotten the diagnosis, I felt like something's wrong with me. Something's wrong with my body. Like I could not produce like other women. Breastfeeding was hard for me. It was hard. And I beat myself up about it so much. Why? Yeah. No, that's not me. I literally breastfed my, both my kids, I think for like two or three months and literally only just from a personal, which that's the thing for me too. Like we even talking about that TikTok that you're talking about that Mm -hmm. my hardest thing with this is like props to you if you want to, and you do. And that's great for me. I just didn't want to. And like, I still do so much get with that, but like my biggest thing, have you ever, is my, always my argument for breastfeeding is like, have you ever met someone as an adult and been like, mm, you were formula fed, weren't you? Yeah, I know. No, never no. once. That's never once been a thing. Like you do not know that like fed is best. Like you yeah. want to starve your kid. You want to know why your kid isn't sleeping the night. Both my kids up to the night at three months, you know why? Cause their stomachs were full. Yeah. The breast. So I think that the thing is with the breast is best, um, is that she's I think they're talking about like the quality of the food. I don't think that it's like what she's saying is, is that either it's breast or starve. I think it's more so like the ingredients in your breast milk versus the ingredient in formula. Yeah. Which is fine. That, that I get, and I get that it's the, it's the cult that follows and takes it to the extreme. That is yeah. the problem because yeah. I chose not to breastfeed because breast wasn't best in our situation because it was going to destroy my mental health. Even though I went ahead and did that anyway, it wouldn't have mm-hmm. mattered, but that would have really done me in a lot sooner, even though I could admit that the milk was better would have been better if it came yeah. from my boob, but I couldn't do that because I don't know that I would have survived that. So no breast was not best in that case. Yeah. So it's like, do the benefits outweigh the risk for me? Um, but the, I think that I don't ever, I try not to think about it as like, it's like the alternative is something that's detrimental, but they just attack you with it. Like they're so aggressive with their day one in the hospital. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it feels yeah. like that it's like you automatically have to defend it. And then it just gets like this bad rap, but I went ahead and cut it off in mind. Like they kept, um, like hounding me about breastfeeding to the point where I told them to go ahead and make it loud and clear in my chart that they do not need to discuss this with me. Like, don't push yeah. it at all because it's just weird. Like yeah. who cares anyway? Yep. Completely agree. That's why I always hate the hypocrisy on the fact that like they can judge you the other way, like that people don't take into account that it could be your mental health. A lot of women don't produce at all. Right. And these lactation specialists come into your hospital room, not knowing what you're dealing with mentally, not knowing what any of the history right. is, not any of those things, but all they're thinking in their head is like, you need to, you owe this to your child mm-hmm, to yeah. do this. Well, maybe I owe it to my child to like take care of myself first. Right. And like, maybe if you're doing a disservice by treating me like that, and I feel like that's not fair either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's rude. They're just very, um, they're too much. They're yeah. too much about it, but yeah, I guess like they would, um, like before when I was pregnant, people would ask me, it's so weird to ask this question, by the way, like to ask someone if they're, if they're breastfeeding, like in conversation, like, I think that that's yeah. just weird. Why and I always, and I would always be like, no, like, just because I knew it's like a trigger for some people. Cause I wanted them to talk shit to me. So I could just go ahead and cuss them out. Like, that's really what I wanted to do. And they'll be like, why not? And I'm like, why are you worried about it? Yeah. Like I was formula fed. I'm, I'm good. We're good. Yep. Like everything is fine here. I mean, it's not that serious. 
Yeah. And then well, the you judge should just worry says, about their kid. Like you should just worry about the yeah. baby and know that like you as your as the mom know what's best mm-hmm. and you're going to do what's best for the baby and whatever that situation is is good. If it's yeah. breast milk, awesome. If it's not, then it's not. And that's okay too. Both are totally fine. Your kid will be fine. As long as you're not starving them, your kid's going to be fine either way. Yeah. You know what my, my newest kick is right now is mm. that when people compliment Everly's eyebrows, I tell them that I do them to see people's reaction because I find it so bizarre that people think that their opinion is so important that they feel the need to display their disgust by their facial expressions. Like they legit look like I went after them with a fucking razor, like, or that I shaved their kids unibrow or well, something. Oh, you, when you say <clears throat> you did your, her eyebrows, you mean yeah. shave her unibrow. Yeah. Yeah. Cause um, it was just the other day they were like, your eyebrow, her eyebrows are so good. And I'm like, girl, I shave them. And they're like, what you do what? And I'm like, I said, I shave them. Like, I didn't say that I like surgically removed her eyebrows. I don't like give her like a lobectomy. I'm not doing any kind of procedure or surgery. I literally take a little blade and I'm like right here because I don't want my child to have a fucking unibrow. I do the same to Felicity. You know that I shave, I've been shaving her unibrow for years. Yes. But see, this was the thing is that I had been wanting to do it like, because I was noticing a shadow like Mm -hmm. right here. And I had that as a kid too. And my mom, I hate my pictures as a kid because that's all I see is this dark (laughs) eyebrow. Her eyebrows legit look just like mine. So they're really dark. And that's what you see on her face. They do look like yours. And so I was like, you could really notice it. So I was like, I'm not going to do that to her. And then Elise told me that she did it. And I was like, oh, hell yeah. You get them. Oh, that's the go ahead. That was it. Mama said it was okay. I'm doing it. We're shaving these things. Like that was it. So now it was like the way that someone responded, it was at work. Um, I said something about it and this girl, she had like, she was mad. Like she was like, it's too early for her to be doing that. It's too early. You're too early. You're going to mess her up. And I was like, hold on. You sitting here like a whole 26 weeks pregnant. You need to mind your fetus. Okay, ma'am. For real. Like this isn't, this wasn't an up for discussion. I'm going to continue to do it. Like I'm going, she was like, it's just going to grow back thicker. And I was like, so you mean to tell me that what happens is when you shave your body that you produce more hair follicles than what you just shaved off. And so basically your armpits would be out of control right now. Like, how does this, how, how would that even happen? That doesn't even make fucking sense. Like, and you're sitting here judging me about my mothering because I shaved my kids unibrow. It's like you're waxing them, like putting her through pain. Like if you're sitting there waxing them or threading them, you know, like like you're shaving them. (laughs) But the way I didn't know if it was just the South that people did this, but I mean, it would be like, (gasps) like, Oh my God. Like, I mean, just, well here, but here's, here's something so upset. And I don't want to go on a tangent about this. Cause I know you, you can go on a tangent about this. I think also in the down syndrome community, people are like, we're trying to change them or make them look a certain type of way. If yeah. We I'm trying to not, brows. no, I know. I'm trying to make her look like, like she doesn't have a fucking unibrow. I know. That's not- that's we not get in right so now. much judgment from that. And it's so dumb. Like, I'm sorry, but if my typical developing kid had a unibrow, I'd shave it. Why? Because eyebrows are the frame of the face. So I, I, I do my eyebrows so I could shave her little unibrow. That's okay. It's I mean, okay. 
it's that little shadow, like just like Everly, because she's got the blonde eyebrows too. First of all, if any of them ever <laughs> said, like, what? See, I feel like I feel like what happens is, is like they look at me and they're like, oh, well, that makes sense. And then it's like they'll say, oh, well, Elise is nice and put together. So that makes sense. You know, Jackie is nice and put together. So it makes sense that like vanity is clearly important. Right. Yeah. That's like the way that they try to try to make it seem is like it's like, no, you're just you're just washed up like an old riverboat and you don't want to you don't want to make it seem like you're supposed to care about your appearance like you're trying to normalize being raggedy and lowering the standard. And I'm not, I'm sorry. If you're okay with that, then that's fine. I don't, I don't, I don't come at you for that. Just let people just never mind their own is really what it comes down to. (laughs) Yeah. God created the heavens, the earth and two eyebrows, (laughs) ma'am. And he gave your kid to you. So yeah, just leave it. Reason, I guess. I just, I just wish people, uh, and I, especially on uh, social media, just wish people would keep their opinions to they damn selves because I don't, are you in the groups online, Jackie? Like, do you do mom stuff like in the Facebook groups? Actually? No, I don't. I honestly feel like I just don't have time for, I should, I feel like that helps. No, you shouldn't. No, you shouldn't. Just talk to me. Just talk to me. No, I don't. (laughs) I have a couple mom (laughs) friends here in town, but that's about it. Yeah. I don't like do any of the, like, do they work mom jogging clubs, which Props people who do, not my thing. <laughs> I wish I had time for that. I always tell people, I'm like, before I had kids, I could have conquered the world. I don't know what I did with my free time before I had kids. Now that I have kids, I'm like, I don't have free time. Like all my free time is so perfect. Like literally between ending work tonight and the kids waking up from their nap, I painted the bedroom. Like literally that's what you do. Like you got to get your time in. Yes. Yep. Like I had to do that with Everly. See, yes. I do these things with Everly. Like we have, we're doing like house projects right now. So we are doing them together. Me and my two-year-old, we are refinishing our, like the farm door frames and everything. So we've sanded them down. Me and my two-year-old have sanded them down. We've stained them, sanded them again. We've polyurethaned them, sanded them. Like she has really been getting good at the sanding and there the taping. Go. That's so, awesome. But it just takes so long to do it. Yeah. What like, could take you 10 minutes takes you two hours with a two-year-old. Oh God. It's just, (laughs) it's just too much for me. Too much. Yeah, I know. Well, I, I think we got to talk about a lot of actual topics on this episode. Um, but I think they're all super important and I think it's all super relatable that we all kind of deal with the same thing. And I think we're all kind of in the same club, right? Like, um, I think, I think it's just such a big deal that we support one another and, and not judge one another, um, unless you're, you know, abusing your kid, then I judge you. Um, I judge you for bad, um, car seat safety. Mm-mm. I can't, I can't, I can't with that. I hate when people are like, um, I think those shoulder straps are too high. And it's like, I think you better shut your fucking mouth. I mean, that's not unsafe though. That's not what I'm talking about. Oh, I'm that's what about, I'm talking about. Like the chest clip down by the belly button and the shit's yeah. loose or that you forward facing your like nine month old. I got yeah. a problem with that. Yeah. yeah agreed. Agreed. <laughs> I just don't like the little things. It's like, you know what? Shut the fuck up. That's actually why you hardly ever see stories with Felicity in her car seat. Because I cannot. And she's still little Jackie. Like oh, okay. she is not she's not ready for like the boost. She's still in the five point harness um, because she's so damn petite 
she's not she's not moving to the the booster anytime soon. <laughs> she's she's just not she's tiny um but uh yeah so anyway uh, i thought this was a great episode this probably is one of my favorites thus far um so thank you jackie for coming on um we look yeah. forward to your podcast figuring it out yes coming- all social handles it's figuring tv okay and that's coming march 7th march 7th yep awesome all right well we hope to have you back soon Uh, you can tell us how it's going and then maybe we can, um, talk about religion a little bit. I think that would be a fun episode. Um, it's always, I gotta get my meds straight. She does. She has to get her meds straight. I'm coming off my med. Oh, I've been updating people. I'm coming off my meds. I'm down half of what I was and it is shitty out here. Okay. (laughs) It is real shitty. So before I unpack all the religious stuff, I don't even know that I could have a conversation about it without like blowing a head gasket at this point That's like fair. it makes see it's yeah. normal to be angry at least yeah it brings I a lot know. of emotional trauma back <laughs> for sure. yeah see that i don't know shit about it but i'm very i'm always just so interested in it so i am looking forward to listening to your podcast and um having you back on and talking about it yes awesome thanks for having me i really appreciate it all right bye guys yeah bye